stop. Another try. They score. Braden McNabb, his first of the year. Two to one Golden Knights. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Side of the net, extra passing. Smith settles. His shot knocked down. It's a loose puck in front. Now Smith scores. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios, Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... We are on it. Uh, today we have Bruce Cassidy stopping by. We're going to play his media availability from this morning. It was uh, a wide-ranging, very hockey-focused. Sometimes we can get uh, wandering around about different things, but today was very hockey-focused as the Golden Knights return to practice at City National Arena. You will hear all that Bruce had to say regarding lines, defensive pairings, what he expects to happen moving forward, uh, working on things uh, today. Uh, one more day of practice, and and then it is on the ice uh, on Thursday against the Florida Panthers. Yes. Florida Panthers are in a tough spot right now. <laughs> and they play the Colorado Avalanche tonight and then the Vegas Golden Knights uh, coming up in a couple of days. Uh, their season may be on the line in the next two weeks. Uh, we are also going to uh, discuss some happenings in around the National Hockey League. A great gesture by the Pittsburgh Penguins and teammates uh, for one Chris Letang. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a little dusty in here when I tell you that story. And I have a question. Mm. And this came up at lunch with my buddy GC and India. All right. Chapman never responded to me. Did not get back to me at all. So I'm going to ask this right on the air. We were having a debate. This has nothing to do with hockey, all right? But okay, I, need, I, okay. need, I need this answer. Got it. Got it. Upper body, lower body injuries in sure. hockey. Yep. What's the equator that separates upper body and lower body? Uh, I mean, I would say like abdominals would probably be considered upper body. Anything lower than, than that would be lower body. So you're going belly button? Uh, yeah, sure. Belly button? Cre- crease of the, uh, of the hip is upper. Do you have a crease? Really... Yeah. I mean, you you literally, have a crease? You literally have a crease in your hip. Some there. people don't have creases. I'm... I don't. Okay. I don't. Yeah. You guys are ridiculous. <laughs> All right. So, so we're talking belly button. Sure. Belly button. Okay. All right. So if I have a lower body injury, it's below the belly button. If I have an upper body injury, it's above the belly button. Yeah, see, it's I would easy. say b- belt line. All right. Right? Like belt line. Oh, that's so it was a little bit lower. Okay. That's, yeah. that's fine. Let, let, let <laughs> belt line. Thank you very much. If you are a dog, because a friend of mine's dog <laughs> went oh. to the back. If you are a dog. It's fantastic. If you are a dog. You uh-huh. did ask me this. I know. And you did not <laughs> respond. If you are a dog. Uh-huh. And you have a lower body injury. Yeah. What does that entail? Or if you have an upper body injury, what does that? I mean, lower body injury for a dog would have to be to the paws. All four. You'd think so, right? No. There is a big debate about I this. I don't. No, I don't view it that way. They walk. I around, know you they, don't. They walk around on four legs. Everything that. Is going to be from from their even their shoulder blades down is going to be a, a lower body injury in my book. Uh, I don't I don't look at it that way. I initially thought legs like 
hips are right up there at the top of the torso. Down. That's a lower body injury in all four legs. Mm-hmm. Knees, ankles, paws, hips. And torso up, tail, head. There you go. But there is a strong belief that it is halfway through the torso and and behind to tail and hind legs is the lower body, and halfway through the torso up to front legs and head is upper body. That's how I would have looked at it. Mm-hmm. If you put pants on a dog, John Von Tobel, just we just had this conversation. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> we Good just had JVT. this conversation. You, you don't put pants on a dog. If, if you put pants on a dog, no, you put pants on the back end, you yeah. don't put pants on the whole. Yeah, they wear like a T-shirt. So, so now I'm confused because normally I would say lower body injury for a dog is legs and paws. But now pants, that whole pants thing, <laughs> yeah. has got me confused. JC and I are thinking legs. My buddy JC at work. India? GC. GC? Yeah. What did I say, JC? JC. JC. Yeah. Twice. That's another guy. Yeah. Where are you? I'm 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 on the on the side of the, the hind legs, the tail, and I guess up to like the ribs would be lower body. Nah. But upper body is ribs, uh front front paws head that that's that's upper body to me because if you stand a dog on two legs they don't walk around like that it doesn't matter they, they don't walk around like that my, my dog will will if i hold a treat up she will stand on two legs and she has yes yeah, so i i disagree with that that Chapman, if that i had a tw- if i had a treat for you you'd probably walk on all fours too it doesn't mean that your <laughs> upper body and lower body changes I, I just yeah but but the rib cage for a dog is still upper body no i disagree their their front legs are like hands and elbows. There's shoulders there. Dogs have shoulders. No, I, I disagree. I think I think anything anything that that is utilized to walk has to be considered lower body. So you and GC are, are on the set a side of Ryan. Where was we go vertically? Where was where, yeah. where, a, do, where a dog is walking? We go vertically. Now where was India where, on where, this? Where, uh, she is uh, halfway through the torso. My so, wife halfway through the torso. So I'm with Ashley your wife Weiss, and, and halfway and through the torso. Okay, so I'm with the ladies. I we're, we're right. I can't envision that for a dog because they don't walk around on their hind legs. Me and the three ladies are right. It's a it's vertical horizontal here, right? Like, we're talking about vertical and horizontal. Like, that's how you identify the hemispheres of the body. Where's the cutoff? Like, halfway up the the hind legs? Sure. I would, like, I would say front of the ribs is the cutoff, and the ribs lower. So any and anything then, below the ribs is with, considered lower body. If you're going by that. Sure. Which I don't. But if you were going to go by that, that's what I would. Uh, I would it's a very controversial uh, <laughs> conversation. So. Well, yeah. there's no there's no answer. I want to know from our listeners. Oh boy, what they think? Okay, what, all right. Because we we had a very spirited how do you, conversation. How do you want me to word this one? A friend of mine's dog is at the vet. Okay, and we were we were talking about whether it's an upper body or lower body injury, and then this came out of that. <laughs> and I was over with the guys on ESPN, and 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 now I took it home to to is, Jen, and and now it's spawned through. Uh, positivity alley and then is, into this room is the dog like a professional frisbee player like you, you can't give away the injury like why don't you just say what the injury is it's a dog <laughs> well it's a paw injury but we don't know the extent of the injury and that's where we got into the okay. well we'll just be generic and call it a lower body injury. so front front paw yeah but then it's lower body we didn't know we didn't know 
whether it was upper body or lower body, <laughs> because oh. it was a front paw. I love how we've taken the the dog's injury and turned it into a hockey. Yes, yeah. because <laughs> because the vet the vet was was very ambiguous with the initial diagnosis, saying. <laughs> <laughs> they expect it to get better soon. So we were laughing how that seems like a very, uh, up, like a post game update from a coach. Yeah, the yeah. dog's I, on the horizon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Peter, Peter uh, is getting test done, and uh, we're, we're optimistic that he's uh, day to be day. able, to, be able yeah. to practice tomorrow. The dog's day to day. Day to yeah. day, week go. to week. Do we know? Do you have a timeline there? Uh, listen, if it's on the paw, it's lower body. That makes sense vertically. Uh, yes. It, it should Which be Which is that. upper body, lower body. Upper body, lower body is vertical. Yeah. So that should make sense and translate that anything on the paws or legs is lower body. No, that's an upper body injury. It's an, because if a dog stands up, he that's but that's dogs his. Don't, that, but dogs they don't, don't stand, stand up. up. But, Chapman. But, but, but that's like their hands. Them on all fours yeah. is standing Chapman, up. You, no. you, you need a better argument than that. Gosh! All right, well, I, I I will defer the, the to, pants to the thing that Von yes. Tobel just told me yeah. and showed me pictures of if you were going to put this was the description. Okay, mm-hmm. and he go, he found it. He didn't know I was coming with this. Yeah, and he found it like that. I don't know how he did it on his computer, but he found me a picture. You, you of Google it if no, but he it was faster than that. It was like he mind connected to his computer. He found this this picture. If you're going to put pants on a dog. How do you do it? And it had a picture of pants all the way across the dog, front, yeah, it's front the, it, legs and, and oh, back legs. See, that's and not then it okay. had pants on a dog, uh, just the back legs and halfway through the torso. And I'm like, oh, now I'm confused. Yeah, yeah the pants halfway through the torso. That's that's a good argument. No, Based it's on not. Your way of looking. You want to yes. know why it's not so a good where argument? Do you think you don't put pants on a dog. If the dog is in the circus, you do. No, you don't. That's true. That's true. Gosh. I've seen lots in, in Canada. Dogs wear pants. Yeah, it gets cold. Got to yeah. keep them warm. Wear booties right? too. I I just dog sat a friend of mine. Toy you poodle. You sat the dog. Dog sat. Yeah. No, no. Toy okay, poodle. Sat the dog. He, look, he wore a sweater. Look, no. There's a dog with pants that go all the way across the way we envision it. I. That makes sense. I get what you're saying, Ryan. I agree with you on this, but there's enough passion from the other side. No, there isn't. To make me reach out to our audience and want to know. <laughs> How they feel. Because I can see both sides of this. And now you understand why I wanted to open and give us as much time as possible <laughs> yeah, yeah. to digest this. Okay. And I even gave Skippy a heads up. I sent you him a note. Yeah, directly to me. He, Are he you didn't joking? No, I, he, you had I, you had extra time, and all you can I, come up with ago, I, all I, he can come up with I is didn't if you see stand it until, him up like yes, a human, yes, then it would be like what yes, humans are. Yes. Yes. One one twenty two p.m. Can a dog have an upper body or lower body injury? I I didn't realize that it was to just me. I thought it was like the group. So and you just ignored me because you thought. Well, it was no, I, I I saw it, but I was in the. This I was driving. I was driving, so I got home and completely issue. forgot about it. So GC and I are. Lower body, legs, below. And Ryan Wallace has jumped in with us. Yes. You and India and Ashley and Jen, oh. you guys and are... And Von Tobel. And Von Tobel. Well, no, no. Yeah. He didn't make an argument one he, way or the he other? Just, he just gave me examples. He okay. just said, look, if you were to put pants yeah. on a dog... Okay. It was a question. It, it was like. a question. How would you put pants on a dog? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And people are listening. Is there is there a phone call coming in right now? Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> answer this, yeah. Okay, find out if if that's somebody talking about the dog to 702-876-1340. I, I'd be fascinated to get that reaction on how like Mike with Goldie? Yeah. At, at the oh. rink, 
Mike needs to call in. Goldie wears a dress. I, I know. And it and it doesn't go all the way down. It stops halfway, right? Right. And Stephanie's on the line, by the way. All right, Stephanie, uh, do you have a strong opinion on upper body, lower body, and what be, that constitutes as a dog? Be on the right side of history I, here. I do, you guys. So I actually um, used to work at a vet. We only worked with cats, but they're pretty much the same in this discussion. You guys, it would never be called an upper body or a lower body. It would be a torso injury, a head injury, or a limb injury. Ooh. Okay, well, that doesn't do us any good. We're trying yeah, to put this help. in a hockey term. <laughs> you guys, you, we would never, no one in veterinary medicine would ever say upper or lower body. I'm, I'm driving, so I couldn't tweet at you, and I was like, I have to call in because I'm going to die. This if I have to keep, keep hearing it. So it, it, would be a, it would be a torso injury, right, or a head injury. Or a limb injury. So limb injury would be the four paws or the tail. Four paws or the tail, torso or head. Yeah. Well, there's no way coaches in the National Hockey League are going to be able to keep that straight. It's a little too much, but that when you're working with animals, you have to you have to be flexible just a little bit. It's weird because they're not human, right? Okay, Stephanie, here's right? let let's let's take this a step further, see if we can get closer to the answer. If I put pants on a dog how many <laughs> limbs am i covering up if you put pants on a dog it would be covering up their two back limbs there we go that but you is... shouldn't you shouldn't put pants on a dog i have to go with ryan on that one uh 100 hip waders in case it goes fly fishing uh, doing all that stephanie thank you very much awesome call one of the best uh going i love that uh that she has the opinion on that ivan Welcome to VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. What do you got? All right, so I got an opinion here. So I feel like a dog has a head and a neck and chest and a stomach. Those are all like upper body areas. On a human. Right. So I kind of feel like, what are you doing with the head? Are you going to... Cut the head in half like the lower jaw. Oh no, lower no. Body. we're not gonna hurt <laughs> the dog here, Ivan. Nobody nobody's saying no, hurt but, the dog. No, but I'm saying conceptually, you know, if the dog had a lower uh, jaw injury, you're gonna call that lower body and the upper part of its head you're gonna call upper body. No, it's it's like splitting the torso in half horizontally, more or less. Yeah, I get, I get conceptually, but I think I'm going to go with the upper body being the pants deal. You put pants on the dog, you're putting it on the lower half of All the right. dog, right? You call that the lower half of the dog, not the middle part of the dog. I agree. And anything above that's the, the upper body. I agree. There's two points uh, for the uh, splitting it uh, horizontally uh, with with the dog. Let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, more we get more uh, interaction on this than we have uh, the the power play. Uh, Mike, Mike. So so this what is this is a good one for you today. This is a good oh, one for oh, you, Mike. Pal. Mike, let let's just let's just lean into it, buddy. Come on. All right, I'm happy to. Now, Darren, especially you. You've seen Goldie enough. Her her, her front legs don't dangle below her waist. So what if she has what would we call a hand injury? What like a right paw or left paw? That's what we're what, talking she about. She has limbs though. With our dog today, we're talking about this puppy has a, a left paw injury. Is that upper body or lower body? Well, jeez. I guess the point is we, we had a huge discussion about this the other day. You and I did, and and on the radio no less. 
and it it is a Pat Quinn invention. Yes. And I don't like it, never have liked it, never will like it, and do not tell me, Mr. Quinn, if he could, or you if you can, do not tell me it's because we're afraid that they'll pick on that part of the body when they come back. So why don't football players and baseball players care? Uh, well, baseball, uh, I don't know wholeheartedly because there's, there's very little uh, targeting of injuries in that. But in football, uh, it's more public because of all the betting. That, that's why. But you're, you're getting a sidetrack here, Mike. You haven't answered <laughs> the right. darn question. <laughs> What, so what is you, what, what is, is the, the difference point? between I, exactly? You're trying to define the upper and lower body of this canine. Yes. Well, nobody would know better than I. I, I well, guess you've talked for five minutes. You haven't <laughs> given me the closer <laughs> answer. The upper legs of the dog, should she sit on her bottom and sit up, would dangle beneath her waist. So that would be a lower body, just as someone's hand is a lower body. Her left and right front paws are lower body. All right, I'm taking Mike as a as a vote for Ryan and I. Yes, because Thank because you. of how he's explained that. I don't think he'll he'll necessarily agree with that, but the way he just described that, I'm taking him as a, as as a vote. So it's two to one in favor of horizontal versus vertical. Aaron, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Hey, how's it going? What's up, buddy? Uh, be, being here in Las Vegas, you know we have Cirque du Soleil, we have we have Circus Circus, and I've seen some dogs trained to walk on their hind legs. So I'm going to have to go with upper and lower body for the dogs also. Have you always felt that way, or did uh, did the putting the pants on the dog sway you? Uh, no, I think I've, I don't know, never really thought about it. No, exactly. <laughs> dogs, I'll just run around, but. See, you'd bet you didn't think you'd be phoning in to 702-876-1340 on the Fox Sports Las Vegas uh, Finley Chevrolet uh, hotline and giving us an answer to this on the VGK Insider Show today, did you? Uh, for sure, didn't it? <laughs> nope, nope, didn't see that coming. Aaron, thank you. That's three points uh, to one for the horizontal No, no, line. he was on our side. He was on my side. That, yeah, then three points to one. I you thought got, it was 2-2. Two, two. No, no. No. <laughs> no. You can't even keep score. Chad, I mean, you, you had two hours to yes. well, so, so, so think I was, about I your opening I argument, to, your closing what Mike, arguments, what Mike and said. all you've got is so, I'm gonna, so, Mike was a vote no, for us. No, no, but but I'm gonna turn that I'm gonna turn that because when my dog sits on its butt Dogs don't sit up and walk. No, no that whole but, argument is but when my dog sits coming up, from the guy that thinks there's a walking fish out there. When like my dog sits on his butt or her butt, okay. her shoulders are pretty high up. Yeah, it could be upper body. Exactly. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. So her shoulders, even her back, when she sits up, her her like torso area. Yeah. Yet, it, yet it, when my dog scratches on the grass and does the uh, hoop yudoki, uh, <laughs> work, working away the, on on the grass, her shoulders are on the on behind her. Uh, she's upside down. That could be lower body. We can't go through every position a dog sits. I'm, I'm, I'm in. just saying right. that when a dog sits on its butt. The shoulders, if, if my dog has a shoulder injury and she sits on her <laughs> butt, that becomes upper body. That's an upper body injury. You could have actually got a head start on this and had all the time in the world, but yeah. you chose not <laughs> I to was, answer. I was you driving. chose not <laughs> you, to answer. You've been here. I was, I yeah. was, but someone has to cut Cassidy. It doesn't, Butch doesn't it's cut itself. 15 minutes. No, it, it takes a little bit of time. And, and then someone popped in the office and wanted to tell me about their stolen vehicle for a little bit, so. 
Three to one. Based on the listeners, three to one. But I've got Ashley, I've got India, and I've got Mrs. Mallard. So those are those are those are some heavyweights. They carry a lot of weight in this conversation. They were just the people that made me want to bring this to you because it was so divisive. Hold on, hold on. Office. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one that's more or less of a, a vote, thinks about a vote for you and I uh, from the Gilded Jester. They say neither, uh, but how's that a vote for us? It is. It is. <laughs> it is because you've got to look at the dog. Look at the dog. Look at the, it's essentially a vote for us, right? Because we're talking, the, we're talking the, about the, the limbs. Legs. We're talking yeah. about the legs. Yeah. Uh, reasoning, a lower body injury is just fancy for leg, foot types of injuries, yeah. more or less. So basically, the jo- the dog, their legs, if there's an injury to the legs, it's lower body. Therefore, the legs, front and back, front and back, would be considered lower body. Stephanie, with the torso, the head, and oh, the limbs, yeah, yeah. that one hundred percent. That would mess up coaches. Jeez, Chabin, you had so much lead time, and you are I, just I, tanking in your argument. Come I, on, I, buddy. I, I I saw the text when I was driving. I got home. I forgot it was there. I mean, it, it happens. But Rita Rita's upset with us because she says it's a slow news day. Apparently, no, it's not. This is <laughs> this is very important. Hey. Did you see the phones light up about yeah, this? Yeah, there were people calling in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we had it was like Monday all we had over to shut again. Shut it down. Yeah, yeah. Because we got to get back to some hockey. But uh, there you go. Uh, three votes in favor of separating the dog horizontally, halfway through the <laughs> torso, uh, upper body with the front paws and the head, a lower body with the hind legs and the tail. And uh, we will leave it at that. Uh, I'm a little disappointed. Uh, I would love to see. I would love to see. <laughs> Three different places available for a, for a coach to explain, and have that be upper body or lower body, and have them try and figure that. They'd be looking over, going, "Is it upper body? Is it lower body? What's, uh, what's yeah, Bruce, Bruce has uh, a good sense of humor. He may, he might. Uh, he would love this. Yeah, yeah. Chapman, uh, we're all I, dog people. I I will not be the one to ask him though. Chapman, I I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it on air because I can't. But, uh, but you can't do that. To expletives? People. No, no, no. There I might can't. be expletives. Yeah, and I, it's it's just it, I can't. Well, okay. Uh, Chapman, if you have an injured head, oh, I saw that. And yeah. You stand on your head. Does that mean you, you've got a lower body injury? No, of course not. Well, that's the argument that's you were the, just no, making. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not the argument. It might the head, regardless, is an upper body injury. Shoulders are upper no. body, regardless of where the dog is is walking or when he sits down. It's his upper body. It's an upper body injury. Shoulders are part of your upper body. VGK at uh, practice today. The VGK inside of show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. The lines went back to what we saw at the start the other night. I wasn't sure that that's the way they were going to come out after a couple of days off away from the rink and two practices ahead of their return to play. I thought there might be a little tweaking happening today. Mm -hmm. It didn't happen. I know that you're surprised by that. I don't feel I'm that surprised by that because... When Bruce Cassidy has mentioned time and time again wanting to find balance, and I know that every time you split up the misfits, eventually they come back together. Mm-hmm. I get all that, but I still think that you're at a point in the season where you can try some different things. You can look and give some time to different matchups that may just help you down the road. And I think that this is an opportunity for the Golden Knights to find that, for an op- an opportunity to 
to put William Carlson in a different spot, to give Jack Eichel a different look with Smith and Marcia. So to allow you know Michael Amadio another opportunity, right? Uh to to find his his groove with with Mark Stone and, and Chandler Stevenson. And I think down the middle, Bruce is pretty set on what he wants his center ice iceman to be. So now it's just a way to maximize that as you get through the back half of the year and you head toward playoffs. I think it has something to do with something totally different. <laughs> okay. What's that? Three things. Jack, Cotter, and Marcheseau. Okay. Giving everybody a little bit more runway to work with this new setup. There were some big changes against the Penguins. More changes against the Los Angeles Kings. Cohesiveness, being on the same page, everybody give it a little bit more room to blossom, to gel, and then see where you're at. The center ice has has great merit, and I've listened to Bruce talk about it. There's strong, strong messaging behind that that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. To have that spine of your team so strong with a center ice position. But Jack just came back. Cotter's been back for two games. Marcheseau has one game back, and they... There was just a lot going on in, in those couple of games. Give them a little bit more. Two practices today and tomorrow, that's huge. Mm-hmm. And then be able to play. Let's see what transpires on Thursday night. Sure. Because one thing, if it's not working Thursday night in the first period, mm-hmm. it's not going to stay the same. No. I, I have it written down. Seven minutes left in the first period Right on, on, uh, on Saturday was when they – first started splitting up and, and putting Cotter up and Amadio down. Two. So so in and around, it's, there's, there's not a lot of long-term uh, pledging of uh, support for this. It's, we want this to work. We hope this works. If it doesn't, we'll make some changes. But giving them some extra time to, to work on it in practice... I think that's the the main reason why they were back to the look that we saw going into the Kings game. The only thing that I'm going to to say is the tweak and the change that Bruce Cassidy utilized on Saturday against Los Angeles wasn't putting Jack right back up there with Chandler Stevenson nope. and Mark Stone, and it wasn't putting the Misfits back together. It was swapping Amadio and Cotter. And so that leads me to believe that Bruce is giving that configuration. But there was other changes throughout that game that, that, there, that you saw. There were, but but predominantly, that was, you the, didn't, that was the first change he made. That was the first change that he made, but you didn't get to the level where you were putting your top six back intact, I guess is the point that I'm trying to make. You had Riley Smith come down to play alongside Carlson mm-hmm. and Kessel. There were tweaks there. Cotter eventually ended up with Eichel and Marcheseau, and I, I think that what you're seeing, and, and I guess the point that I'm making is, you're not so quick to go right back to Jack Eichel alongside Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone and reuniting the Misfits. Maybe that means there's a bit more runway to try to figure this out beyond just, if it doesn't work on Thursday, we're going back status quo. It, it makes sense that they would give it more time with these two full practices. Mm-hmm. It totally does, because you know the other stuff works. You know sure. yeah. that Stevenson, Stone, Eichel... And the misfits will work, but this is your option A or plan A, mm-hmm. 
is to have it spread around a little bit. So give that more of an opportunity. And then we'll see that uh, the Florida Panthers are uh, a much more vulnerable team than the L.A. Kings right now. Maybe you get some good vibes going through that, and and it uh, manifests itself, and you get some momentum uh, through it. But we'll we'll see if they can get through Thursday the way they start Thursday. I think that's a major plus. And then you get into the, the weekend and some some more confident competition. Uh, as as now, if Florida ends up winning tonight and they start uh, going on a run, that that's a different story. But right now, there's not a strong indication that that's going to be the, the the case. Talk talk about two desperate teams, right? You've got Florida and Colorado. Colorado yeah. outside of a playoff spot, they need wins, they need points, and the Florida Panthers are are hanging on for dear life. Like this game tonight is going to be a big one, and and it it really does impact the Golden Knights on Thursday. At Florida, I've I've talked to some people over there. Mm-hmm. Florida's feeling really feeling it right sure, now. Yeah. Uh, I expected them to be not more roll with it because they're outside of a playoff position. They're six points out, uh, I believe, right now. Uh, they are not dead and buried, but they're right on the edge. And they're, as the person told me, that locker room, mm-hmm. those players, yeah. they're wearing it right now. And given all the changes that they made, both in personnel, in in big names going out, big presence in that room Mm -hmm. going out, uh, new coach coming in, different philosophy, all that stuff, I thought there would be more uh, uh, patience with it. But there's, within that room, I can tell you, there's there's not a lot of patience. Things are very tense right now. If they lose tonight... uh, Thursday will be a very fun game to watch if you're one of those uh, people that that uh, sits by the side of the road and waits for the car to hit the ice. <laughs> I, I used to do that when I was a kid because my school was on a major intersection. We get these bad snowstorms, and I go to the, the window and just watch how the car slide through. Or, you know, NASCAR. That, that watch, is watch, illuminating. Yeah, people that wow. watch uh, people watch NASCAR just for the for the crashes. Oh. Like that's that's the situation right now. We've got and and Vegas will be desperate too on Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. L.A. plays before that. It it could be a tie situation atop the Pacific Division. Now Vegas is going to have games in hand. Mm-hmm. That that's great. But you also had the opportunity to be a season high eight points up. Uh, on LA the other night. Instead, you could be tied by the time the next time you go into action. That heightens the the intensity uh, around your own dressing room. So Thursday, mm-hmm. if, if things don't go right for Florida this evening and LA piles on another couple, could feature a couple in very different tenses, mm-hmm. could be rather tight. Yeah, I... I... Obviously, we'll be keeping an eye on Florida, Colorado tonight, and what that sets up. We'll be keeping an eye on on LA, who is nipping at the heels right now, the Vegas Golden Knights, and and they have been um, a wagon of late, right? Seven, two, and one in the last ten games, playing well, getting the goaltending that they didn't get at the beginning of the year. Um, for Vegas, now you're you're kind of getting into that crunch time where, again, we, we talk about you know needing to find results, needing to to kind of shore everything up. And I think that there's another gear for the Golden Knights to get to, and they've got to start putting it together here in the back half. Boy, there's no breathing room, right? No, not no, at all. No, no chance to go, ah, we're okay. 
Well, zero. Okay, in a playoff spot, sure, yeah, which yeah. we all would have taken last April. Yeah, yeah. But no breathing room when it comes to trying to secure a little bit of a buffer when it comes to first place. Now, just don't read too much into the surge by LA because earlier this year, everybody was gaga over the Seattle Kraken. Mm-hmm. And they were right there with Vegas. Yeah. I don't know whether they ever got tied, but it got within two points when, well, when they went on this big run. And, 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 and you know what? They, that evens out. Vegas went on their big run. Mm-hmm. And then you, you fall back to a little bit of normalcy. Uh, just beware. This will not continue for LA. They've made up a lot of ground when things revert back. We'll see at the end of 82, kind of, uh, how it, how it sets up. But right now we got a pretty good race with Vegas, LA and Seattle. Right. Has won six straight. They're seven, two and one in the last 10, two. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're playing really and, well and, and running it on the road like Vegas and, is and scoring at will. And really, like, that's been the story of the Seattle Kraken all year, right? Like, they haven't gotten the goaltending to save their lives, but they've, they've been scoring a ton. Yeah. And, and you know, you're you're at the halfway point, just about the halfway point for Seattle. They're playing their 40th game right now against the Buffalo Sabres, and they, are, they have a higher points percentage than the Los Angeles Kings do. Like, Seattle's got game in hand, on, games in hand on L.A. and Vegas. Uh, but the good thing for the Golden Knights is you're looking at the, at the, the standings, I know that LA is just two points back, but the Golden Knights do have two games in hand. So you've got to kind of measure those things out um, when you when you really try to assess how close the Kings are to the Golden Knights. But doesn't make it any easier. It, it's it's tight uh, up at the top of the. You a race division. car guy? No. no, no. You're a race car guy, Chapman. I enjoy it. Yeah. All right. Right now, it's it's like Seattle's got the new tires. Yeah. And they're they're on a bit of a run. Eventually, the tires will wear, wear a little bit, yeah, and then you can't turn as fast as laps. Yeah, if you're Seattle, you're kind of hoping for a pit stop near the end of the There's, race. The, right, yeah. like Seattle's on one of those runs right now on great tires. They they have won their one, two, three, four, five, six, six games in a row. That that that's big, and and the last four on the road. Now they're in a back to back situation. Vegas, they're hoping that they got some new tires coming on. They they were really good going into. Saturday, that was a bit of a speed bump. Now you gotta you gotta put it back to the floor. But uh, but that's what right now. LA's got the new tires. They're going. Calgary and Edmonton. <laughs> they, they, better, they better come in and change those tires. <laughs> uh, they, their, their tires aren't aren't bald. Their tires are going flat. Green flag pit stop for they those got, guys. They got a low right front <laughs> right now. Or is it with? With Connor McDavid and yeah. Leon Draisaitl, yeah. <laughs> it, gracious. Now is a low right front upper body oh, or God. lower body? Now, now we're talking cars. <laughs> we'll see if a car stands up on its back tires. All of a sudden, but, but, but cars. Never mind. Uh, let's Either go. Dogs. Hey, you ever see Cars? I have seen the movie. I, yeah. I there's what two? I think there's three. There's is more there three? Than two. No. Yeah. I think there's three. Good, good one though. Uh, if that car stands up, I don't know. Now we're into a whole <laughs> new system. Does, does Tomater stand on his on his hind tires? It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1348. Got some BGK news for you beyond the lines tonight. Uh, transaction as Jake Lissishan placed on waivers. Doesn't mean that he'll 
be assigned to the HSK, but mm-hmm. he has cleared waivers, so then the team has the option uh, to do that. Now, uh, right now, he is available to 31 National Hockey League teams yep. to acquire him, pick him up, and then he becomes their property. It's the same way that the Golden Knights acquired Michael Amadio mm-hmm. uh, last year. Uh, they've dipped into the waiver wire a, a couple of times in the last uh, little bit. So uh, 9 a.m. tomorrow is when we will know whether Jake LeCision remains with the Vegas Golden Knights organization or somebody claims him and he could be playing for somebody else tomorrow. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, again, I think when you're trying to assess these, um, you know, what we've seen from the Golden Knights as far as their their asset management, I, I think that they have a, a pretty firm or strong belief that, that Jake will be able to clear. And then at that point, you assess from there and, and see what makes the most sense for Jake. Playing hockey games, to me, makes the most sense for Jake. Yeah, he's got to get some confidence back. 100%. That's yeah. the most important thing. And it might be the perfect time to to try and slide them through. That's what everybody's trying to do exactly, when, yeah. when you put somebody on waivers. You're trying to slide them through. Uh, L.A. Kings, when they put Cal Peterson on waivers and he was uh, assigned to the Ontario Reign, they were trying to slide him through because they still want him yeah, uh, as 100%. part of their organization. They want him to go down to the American Hockey League, get some confidence back, and they're, they signed him to a long-term contract. They're they're on the hook. They they, they obviously believe in him to, to that extent. They want him to be part of that organization. Uh, that's the hope, and uh, that's the same thing with Jake Lesition. A little bit different in tenure, a little, lot different in salary, but uh, they... They could have sent Jake down a long time ago, mm-hmm. tried to get him through waivers or, or uh, put him on waivers and and risk that. But you look around the what's going on with other teams, that there's a whole bunch that goes into it when you put a player like this on waivers. Now, sometimes, I'll be honest, players are put on waivers and you're hoping somebody takes them. Sure. And yeah. sometimes the players put on waivers and the player is praying mm-hmm. that they get picked up. Sure. They want a fresh start. I don't see it that way in this situation. Jake's happy. The team's happy. They just need him to get some confidence. I've actually, in practice, watched him, and he's been good. He's been scoring in, in some of these situations. And you, you may chuckle, oh, scoring in practice. But he's he's putting the puck in the net in different scenarios and, and uh, drills and uh, setups. So the way they're, they're running uh, their, their routines, I, I like what, what I've seen from them. It just hasn't translated into games, and there's not that constant uh, in the lineup rep. And other guys have got hot, mm-hmm. and that's pushed him out a little bit. Yeah, and the fact of the matter is, when you look at the Golden Knights lineup right now, I don't know that there's a path or an avenue for Jake to get regular games at this level. So if you've got a player and you have an opportunity to, it's a risk. It's always a risk when you put a player on on waivers. But if it goes in your favor, he's able to clear and you can assign him to Henderson. All of a sudden you have an opportunity for a player to go to Henderson and get that confidence back. Play some hockey, play some hockey uh, from a minutes perspective that's above where he's been here at the NHL level. And a role. And a role, exactly. And hopefully that kind of opens some things up for him. And, and you know, you, you get a player that when he comes back up to the NHL, he's he's got a little bit more of a touch because that's what you're hoping for. It's funny. Young guys coming in, they're, they're waiver exempt, mm-hmm. so they can be sent down. Uh, at any point, 
like Logan Thompson can still still be sent down to the American Hockey League and does not have to clear waivers. Yeah. Uh, that can be a real curse for players sure. at times yeah. because you are the, the odd person out who doesn't have to clear waivers. Thus, you can be assigned to the American Hockey League and there's no risk of the organization losing your abilities. Yeah. Uh, but in in the uh, in the waiver game, sometimes if you have to clear waivers, it can help you stay up because the team doesn't want to put you on waivers. They don't want to expose you because they're so fearful of of losing your abilities. It does sound like it's come to a point where y- you got to get them feeling good about himself and get them back playing in a regular situation. He doesn't have to be assigned to the American Hockey League if he clears by nine a.m. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I think he will. Sure. In in reading the tea leaves yeah. and and so many players being healthy coming back in the lineup, three forwards uh, returning. Uh, we'll see where Brett Howden is on the horizon. Hasn't been a lot of talk about Brett uh, recently, but he's another forward center iceman that uh, kind of slots in where, where Jake is. But here's the one of the big advantages if Jake gets through is you can call him up or send him down mm-hmm. as many times as you want. For the next 30 days. Right. Once you pass through waivers, mm-hmm. you he is yours for 30 days. Yeah. And doesn't doesn't have to uh, clear. So uh, you can bring him back up uh, if you run into a situation and send him back down, and, and you don't have to worry about losing him uh, again. There used to be something called recallable waivers. Okay. Were, were you uh, following the National Hockey League during that time? No, I don't think so. so it, it was the same situation as the way the waivers work now. Waivers right now are, if I'm in the National Hockey League and you want to assign me to the American Hockey League, Mm -hmm. I have to pass through waivers. I'm available to every other team. And it goes in reverse order. Yeah. That's, uh, if you understand, uh, the worst team in the National Hockey League has the first pick and then it goes all the way up. So whoever picks you, you'll, there may be six claims for me. Mm Mm-hmm. But the lowest placed team that only puts in six that claim, for you. No, only, only six. Come on. Yeah, I don't buy that. Well, for I a burned second. a few bridges. I do All buy right? that. Yeah, burned a few. <laughs> Lit them on fire. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> uh, there used to be something called recallable waivers, okay. which work in the exact same situation as waivers trying to demote a player. All teams have an opportunity to pick you up. But what, and this came out of one of the CBAs, I don't know if it was the last CBA or the CBA before that, uh, that, that the Players Association, this is a major victory for them. Because players who were assigned to the minors, who maybe could really help a team, so you're struggling. I'm down there, mm-hmm. I'm lighting it up, but I have to clear waivers to be recalled. You would take somebody else who didn't have to pass through waivers to help you out because you didn't want to lose me. Okay. Even though I might be lighting it up down there. Yeah. I would have to pass through recallable waivers back then. Huh. And then I, I would for sure be picked up by somebody. Sure. So you wouldn't even try to recall me. So I would end up being buried <laughs> in the minors. So the Players Association <laughs> got rid of that. And because it was players that's, who were lighting it up. That sounds would, awful. Well. Players who were who were having a great season down yeah. there, but were were uh, waiver eligible, mm-hmm. wouldn't get the first call up because the team would be leery of losing them. 
And and that player would be like, no, no, call me up. Because if you're not going to use me, maybe on somebody the way else up, can. Somebody, yeah. will, somebody will call me up. Wow. That was a major victory by the uh, by the NHL Players Association uh, in the last uh, two CBA negotiations. But now now there's only the waivers going down. And and you're good for 30 days, which is huge. So if Jake yeah. clears tomorrow morning, if Jake is a member of the Vegas Golden Knights at 9 a.m., 34 seconds mm-hmm. tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a really good thing for Jake. It's a big thing for the organization. This is a player that's uh, been developed, and there's a future here for him. Uh, you've seen how valuable uh, the players being called up can be uh, and and how that second, third time, because he spent so much time here last year, that, that second, third time, like Paul Cotter coming up or mm-hmm. Caden Korzak coming up, uh, Brayden Paul coming up, how you just, it clicks that next time when you come back up. Yeah, 100%. I, I think for, for Jake, it's it's really about finding that confidence in his game. And, and the, the best way to find confidence is to play and to play maybe at an elevated role, uh, a little bit more minutes in a, in a spot that I think you can really excel. And then when you're ready for that next one, who knows? It all clicks at that point. Well, waivers may have been moved to 2 p.m. Eastern. It used to be always be noon Eastern. It used okay. to always be noon yep. Eastern. If they moved to 2 p.m., I don't like that. Because I used to do noon hour radio, a hockey show. Sure. And we'd always like open up with somebody got scooped on waivers. And we have it. 2 p.m. Eastern. So, then you talk about uh, uh, upper body, lower body uh, for body, chickens dogs. and goats and all that well, stuff. Well, chickens would be, that'd be a tough one for chickens too. Eh, not really. Because, well, there's like. They the, stand on two feet. Ninety nine percent of their they, body they stand is, on two is would be upper body. Right then, yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's weird. Two p.m. Eastern, eleven a.m. Pacific. So that uh, that apparently is the new timeline. So nine minutes, nine a.m. thirty four seconds won't do us any good tomorrow. No, no, we'll just we'll, we'll wait for eleven o'clock. Yeah, we'll wait yeah. for eleven a.m. And okay. and if he's part of the team, that would be awesome. I and agree. let us know. Did you put that t- Twitter poll out there? Upper body, lower body, and the dog. Yeah, yeah, we are we are getting killed. All right, yeah. all right. Uh, upper body, lower body, and the dog, and uh, we'll tee up hour number two of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. That's next. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, ninety-eight point nine FM and thirteen forty AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Get into the first half of the season, some grades to be handed out, plus Bruce Cassidy talking today as the Vegas Golden Knights return to the practice ice. You'll hear all about it in hour number two of the BGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.